Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Oshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. Today, we're doing part two of Evil versus Wisdom, picking back up in 1 Samuel chapter 25 at the 23rd verse where Abigail encounters David for the first time. She went out and met with David to give him the things that she was able to grab together at the last minute really hastily. She brought five lambs, about a hundred clusters of raisins, 200 date cakes, 200 loaves of bread, and about nine gallons of 36.5 liters of roasted grain for 600 men. She grabbed what she could because she had to do something. The servants came to her, let her know what Nabal had done. And when she encountered David, she spoke to him saying really who Nabal was. Nabal's name meant worthless fool. I'm not calling him a fool because the Bible tells us not to call people fools. But this is what his name meant. And he definitely lived up to his name by doing the things that he did. People's names and the words that we say are so important. God created everything that we know of through speaking, which is why lying is such a horrible thing, because these words are creating evil versus creating life as God did when he spoke. Nabal, as a reminder, was a rich, rich man, yet he was still a fool. Money doesn't mean that you're wise. And just because you have things doesn't mean that you're someone who can really pass on wisdom to someone else. So just as a side note, I encourage everyone, don't look at what someone has, but look at their lives to see whether or not you should follow them or whether or not you should do the things that they're saying to do. In an attempt to save her household, Abigail said to David, May all your foes be cursed like Nabal. How was Nabal cursed? He was cursed in that he was foolish and he refused to listen to anyone. He had a beautiful wise wife, wouldn't listen to her. He had servants around him, wouldn't listen to them. The evilness that was in his heart, the pride that he had, was going to rid him of all of this because he would not allow his pride to do right by someone who did right by him, whether or not he'd ask for his help or not. But in her wisdom, Abigail laid it on David thick I mean she talked a hole in his head talking about what it was that David was planning to do it's like God kept you when you did right by Saul 
and you didn't lay a hand on him and God is going to help you because of that don't let this be a burden and a blemish on you and on your life you don't need to kill us that that would really be a horrible thing for David because it will make David seem petty and will cause a lot of people to have an unnecessary fear of David thinking that anything that's said well David's going to put us to death like he did uh, Nabal because Nabal wouldn't help him because he helped him she reminded him you are going to be the king this is small this is meaningless don't kill us don't murder us were her words don't let that bloodshed be on your hands and when you are exalted as king remember me the word says vengeance is mine says the lord many times when you see david getting ready to take action the first thing you see him do is pray about it lord should i go to keilah yes you should go to keilah and you will deliver them from the philistines lord should we stay in keilah because saul is coming this way they're gonna give us up yep they're gonna give you up you need to go whatever he was doing generally he was praying this time no not so much he was mad he was in his feelings he was like all right you want to talk like that bet strapped up got his boys went to go handle business he did not seek god before doing it and i truly believe just looking through the scriptures and learning more about david's life this is one of the things that caused him to be a man after god's own heart he sought god's face in everything in the things that seemed to be just evident it's like okay yeah this needs to be done we need to go david would seek god's face first to ensure that he was in god's will was neighbor wrong yes but killing him wouldn't make things right it wouldn't make things right and here's what's crazy about it so abigail grabs up everything that she can to give it to david to help him and i guarantee you that what she provided was not enough to feed 600 men i mean that they all may have gotten a bite but it wasn't enough to feed all those men it was enough to satisfy david's anger though that along with the wisdom that abigail had and shared with him and reminded him of talking about how foolish Nabal was and that it wasn't worth his time to take him out and definitely Nabal was foolish while Abigail runs off and does this and doesn't say anything to Nabal because she knows that he will try to stop her and keep her from doing this he decides to have a party nobody told him to have a party he having a party like a king he could have taken that and given it to David it, that was the right thing to do but in his foolishness he chose to do something different when Abigail got back oh by the way as he was partying and, and having a good time and living it up he was drunk 
this was just after he got done speaking recklessly to David's representatives. If David decided to come after him, he would have walked through Nabal's household because they were not in a position to defend themselves because he was too busy having a party. Oh, but when the liquor wore off, when the feasting was over, and Abigail told him what she did and what was getting ready to happen, the foolish man was so overwhelmed by the reality of his actions that his body gave out. The Bible says that his heart failed. Now, I don't know if that means he had a heart attack or exactly what happened. Some of the some of the different versions say that he had a stroke. We know that he was paralyzed for 10 days, and that's often a sign of stroke, but I can't say that that happened necessarily. I can say whatever his heart felt meant, that's what happened, and that he laid still like a rock, paralyzed for 10 days, and then the Lord caused him to die. The weight of the reality of his actions was so grave that he couldn't take it. That's the action of a fool versus the wisdom that Abigail had to save her life, the lives of the household, and even the foolish man's life. Really, when you look at what she did, it's kind of a picture and a foreshadow of what Jesus did. He knew how wicked and evil we were and how foolish we are and how we live our lives and how we do things. But he went on behalf of us to the cross to die for our sins so that we could have life. Even though we, like Nabal, disrespect him, cast him off, disregard him, that didn't stop him from dying for us. Yet while we were sinners, Christ died for our sins. Mm, Glory to God. So Abigail, in her wisdom, did what she did. Not only did she save her life and the lives of all the others that were there, she also helped lift David to higher heights because of helping him not to be in his feelings and do something that was going to cause people to look down upon him, but to stay holy, stay righteous, keep his good name, and let God justify him. And that's just what happened. Nabal died. And when David heard that he died, he was like, oh, yeah, that fine, wise woman. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make her my, my wife. Go, go tell her I want to marry her. And she gladly gathered up all her belongings and went with David and said that she would be willing to serve as a slave to his people. Not just be a wife, but to be in service to David. So, in her wisdom, 
Again, she not only saved all of those lives, but her wisdom allowed her to be exalted as wife to the king of Israel. That is going to close things out. So Selah, pause and think about this. Next week, we'll go into 1 Samuel chapter 26. So if you want to read ahead, feel free. Until then, God bless and keep it together. Thank you.